A very good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining. Our topic is quite relevant and exciting on a very personal level titled Personal Legacy, What Do You and Your Family Stand For? And what precipitated the choice of title and the direction I'm hoping to be able to go with it is a chapter in Rabbi Yisrael Miller's book entitled, What's Wrong with Being Human? Book is published by Artscroll. It's been around for quite a number of years. And in it, he has a chapter entitled, Parents and Prophets. And Rabbi Miller describes how the role of a parent, besides all the other things that a parent has to do, including uh, balancing the budget, is to be a conduit to the children of moral calling, like a prophet. And the role of a parent is to instill in the children, not just in general, the legacy of the Jewish people and morality, but something very personal. What do we represent? And what's fascinating about this is realizing that much of Torah, as we learn it, is being learned very superficially. I always joke about people who learn Tehillim or say Tehillim, and it's kind of about the good guys and the bad guys and how vulnerable the good guys feel and the bad guys are trying to do bad things and finally the bad guys lose and the winners are the good guys. Now, that was very long-winded. That's not the depth of Tehillim. Understanding the nuance of what qualities are the good people representing? What qualities are the bad people representing? What are they trying to do? Why are they trying to do it? And that would really resonate with a person. And the same thing over here when we study Torah. Certainly, we're trying to embody the great legacy of, of Torah. It's It's the tree of life. But exactly in what way? He writes, for example, what are the special practices, the mitzvah routines, and singular rituals of your family? Which ones should you strengthen and give permanent place of honor? This mishpacha, this family, is made up of special spiritual flavors. And if the parent is not a big gadol, at least let him be a little gadol. To really be the conduit for what makes your family unique. If you think about it, starting with the early families of the Jewish people, thinking about Avraham and Sarah, what their home represented. 
thinking about Yitzchak and Rivka, what their home represented. And Yaakov creating with his wives, Shifteka, the Jewish family, with all of its unique tribes, Shvatim. These are topics I hope we'll be able to develop further in the coming sessions, but they just give us a little bit of a glimpse into where we would like to go for self-discovery. What is it that we represent? Better said, what is it that you represent? Very personal. My mother used to recount how her memory of her mother was that her mother, my grandmother, always offered schnapps, a drink of whiskey, which was the currency of that time, to any delivery person. Anybody who would walk up all the way to the top of the hill to their home and would come in, whether it was from the pharmacy or from the grocer or, or furniture, whatever, anybody who would show up, she would offer him schnapps. And this was her way of saying thank you, of giving them a tip, of being very personal. My mother says she used to come in after school and walk in and see this gentleman sitting at the kitchen table. And she wondered, like, do we know him? Is he a long lost cousin? Who is this person? And he's just a delivery person. And my grandmother wanted to give him a good word. That doesn't, that's not a halacha. That doesn't mean everyone's got to do it. And it doesn't mean, you know, in an age where we're afraid to open our doors to strangers, where does that leave us? But that's what she represented. She lost everything fleeing Germany in the 1930s. But she wanted to be a giver. And this was her way of giving of lifting people's spirits. There's a fascinating article that I came across in an old family first from Mishpacha. The title of the article, which I'll leave to our coordinators, uh, Rachel and Ruchama, we thank you. I'll leave to the coordinators to distribute. Uh, perhaps to discuss next session. The article describes a young woman who went through the seminary scene and she remembers seeing the shining eyes of the women of the home each time she ate out Friday night at people's homes. And the gentlemen of the home, typically learning in Kolel, would give a very meaningful, sometimes long-winded Dvar Torah. And his wife would be sitting there, the Eshes Chayo, the hostess, the person who prepared this gorgeous meal. 
and her eyes were shining and glowing and she's just basking in the warmth of the Devar Torah. And she remembers thinking how she only hoped that that would be hers at the right time when she would find her Hassan and build a home with him. And as it turned out, she got married. She was very happy. But her husband didn't really like to give a Dvar Torah. He was very shy in certain ways. And he felt intimidated. And he would be much more comfortable singing songs and engaging people in spontaneous conversation. And she writes how it just was such a terrible damper on her life. She never felt that she was glowing, that she had reached that, that dream. And after years go by, and she continued nudging him to give this glorious Tvar that she dreamed of. Yeah. And... She continues to pay attention. And she notices that although he doesn't like to give Edvar Torah at the table and barely kind of does it, but he has so many other qualities that are absolutely off the charts. He's capable of taking people who are really depressed and just lifting them up and making them feel like a million dollars. He's ready at a moment's notice to help anybody with just about anything so multifaceted. And she concludes the article realizing that there's not just one path to those shining eyes. There are many different paths. And each of us have to find our place in Torah it doesn't always mean Torah study at its excellence. There's certainly Torah study in everyone's life. But that may not be the absolute message that this particular family is gifting to the world. And to be able to discover what it is that we are gifting to the world, that's the art, the exploration, the journey, the discovery that's so important for us and so important to share with children. Going back to Rabbi Yisrael Miller in his article, in his chapter, he writes that his mother always impressed on the children that they should pay attention to their father's honesty, to his integrity, to the way he conducted himself in business, in home, in relationships. And that's something that made a great impression on him, walking around knowing that he comes from a family of integrity. He says it made a big difference in how he conducted himself. On a similar note, I notice with my three-year-old that I can use the expression, we, we like to, 
and it resonates in an awesome way. And I believe that using that with children of any age, if we realize its power, we like to pay attention to the flowers when we're walking. We like to notice that it's a beautiful day. We like to make brachas before eating food. <laughs> we. What is it that we represent? So I'd like to stop there on my presentation and allow you to chime in with questions, comments, observations, and see if we can develop this. Um, perhaps this week as we're getting started, may or may not be uh, personal, but certainly famous families, values, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, what do these families represent? They're not all just cookie cutter families. What are the types of gifts that we're looking for in our own personal discovery? <laughs>